When I was in fifth grade, my parents decided to take us on a road trip. We didn't travel a lot as kids, and so this was a big deal. My brother was a year younger than I, and they packed up our 1984 Ford Tempo, and we were destined for South Dakota. I think you're muted. Am I not on? It says I'm on. Am I standing over there? Now can you hear me? Yes. Hey. Well, we're on our way to South Dakota in a 1984 Ford Tempo. I'm in fifth grade. We're not on the road long, and my brother and I start the antics of I'm not touching you, and are we there yet? My dad pulls us over, and after our little attitude adjustment conversation, we have new seating arrangements. My mom's going to sit in the back seat. My brother and I are going to take turns in the front seat. We hit all the great the, the tourist stops in South Dakota. We go to Ball Drug and Corn Palace, and we get to the B Black Hills, one particular day, we're going to go see Mount Rushmore. If you've ever been there, you know that on the way to Mount Rushmore is Bear Country, USA. And there are bears everywhere. At least what I remember in fifth grade, they were on the sides of the road, they were crossing the road, there are a lot of bears. However, about halfway up the mountain, the 1984 tempo starts to spew steam and smoke. We have overheated, that little car was not made for going up the hill, and we pull over to the side of the road and wait. Did I mention we were in Bear Country, USA? <laughs> and we wait. This is one of my first experiences in what we call emergency car maintenance. Today we continue our sermon series on vision and specifically our spiritual roadmaps for kids Hence why it's Tori about roadmaps and road trips. Um, Pastor Jim and Dan have talked about relationships and experiences and biblical knowledge. And today you get me. We're going to talk about spiritual habits. And um, I'm honored and slightly nervous about this. I wasn't nervous 10 minutes ago, but now that you're all looking at me, I'm a little nervous. <laughs> but it's going to be great. Um, where is my notes? Here we go. So I have a question. What are spiritual habits? If you've been around me the last two weeks, I've asked you all this question. What are spiritual habits? And normally when you're downstairs with me, this is where you tell me about your tractor or your cat. But let's talk. What, are, what is a spiritual habit? Praying. Prayers before meals. Reading our Bible. Coming to church. But what makes a habit, a spiritual habit versus a healthy habit? We all talk about, um, you know, habits that we have to have. We have to drink a lot of water and go on our exercise. We need to get rest. What is the difference between these regular physical habits that we have and spiritual habits? I would say that spiritual habits have three things that define them as a spiritual habit. They give us time to reflect on who God is. They give us, they remind us of who we are in our humanity, and they're repeated often. Hence why we call them habits, right? They're repeated often. We see in our New Testament scripture um, where Jesus, he came out and he went, as was his custom. You know, later in this story, we're going to see that Judas um, and the Romans come to find him, and I often wondered, like, how did Judas know where he was? was as of his custom. Jesus went here all the time. He went to the Mount Olive all the time to pray. He was very, very 
aware of how much time he spent with people and how much time he got away when we look at his life and his ministry. And so today, I want us to talk a little bit about this idea of observing the Sabbath. Um, You can see in our Old Testament scriptures today, that's what we're going to talk about. Surprise, surprise, right? (laughs) Um, But it's fascinating me. As an adult, I've always worked a job that was non-traditional Monday through Friday. And so finding this time in our lives to observe the Sabbath has been just a super fascinating thing for me. And so today I want, and I keep saying that, don't I? Um, In our Jewish tradition, in the Jewish tradition, the Sabbath is observed from Friday night into Saturday. It technically means to keep and to observe in the Hebrew. It means Shabbat, or to keep and observe. The Sabbath is a day to refrain from work and focus on the rule and the reign of Jesus, of God, in our lives. It is a day to stop doing and to just be. In our Old Testament passage in Deuteronomy, this is the second time that Moses tells us about the the Ten Commandments. It's right before he's going to pass away. And he's reminding this new generation of Israelites that the covenant that God made with the Israelites that were delivered is still the covenants that we need to keep today. And so he goes over, in this particular commandment, he goes over two points. He reminds us of who God is by saying, God gave us this example of six days of creation and he rested when he didn't have to. He did it for us. He didn't have to do this thing. And so we remember that God is our creator. We reflect on who God is in that part. In the second part, he reminds them that, hey, you were slaves where you didn't get a chance, you didn't get a a choice as to what days you worked. But remember now, when you are, um, now that you are freed, that I am your deliverer, when you reflect on me as your deliverer, the God that brought you out of Egypt, I'm giving you this gift of a day off, a day of rest, a day to be. Now, as As we fast forward, we have Jesus, and then Jesus dies on the cross, and as Christians, we've kind of shifted from a Saturday into a Sunday observation of Sabbath, and uh, they would call that the the Sunday sabbatical. Um, Fast forward now, 2,000 years later, we live in a culture where we are not a 24-7 culture where if we're not completing three tasks at once, we feel like we're behind. And if we're not careful, our three-year-olds can be in an activity every night of the week. And so how do we balance this idea that God has given us, is asking us to give him a day when we don't have a day to give him? And how do we balance these two things in our minds? As I was doing this, I was reading through a lot of uh, um, statistics, and I I found this statistic very interesting. It says that less than 40% of Christians attend church regularly. And regular attendance is considered coming to church once a month. 
if we're not careful, we confuse our self-care and our recreation and the things that we do outside of work as our Sabbath. And I know most of you are all here today, and you're going, I, I'm here. What does this have to do with me? I'm here. Um, but I want to remind us that Sabbath is not just the two hours that we spend here at Gathered. There's 22 more hours that you get to do with your Sabbath. And so, like I said, we've talked a lot about this as a family. Um, and so I just have a couple ideas that we would like to, I would like to talk about. Um, and how, and don't get me wrong, we're not in a good, we're not perfect at this, for sure. But one of the things I would like to think of is as we're talking about Sabbath and observing our Sabbath is to um, plan for it. Get it on your calendar. Schedule it. Um, we've traditionally picked Sunday mornings as a time to worship, and um, it's a great place to put an anchor. And so when you have your worship, maybe you start your Sabbath on Saturday night, then you come to worship, and then you finish your Sabbath in the afternoon at home with your family. Maybe you start Sunday mornings, and you complete your Sabbath on Sundays. Maybe you work on Sundays, like some of us do, and you come Wednesday night and do your Sabbath on Thursday. It's not about, like, coming on Saturday or doing it on Sunday, but it's a time of finding three, three times or a 24-hour period of time where you could do this. So I think you need to put it in your calendar. Um, we've done that illustration where you talk about the rocks. Um, you know, you put the big rocks in first. This would be considered a big rock that you would put in. I think we need to prepare for our Sabbath. Um, a couple weeks ago, we were, gonna, we're, we're working on trying this in our own house, in our own family, and we, we do have land up north, and so we were going to get out and enjoy nature and shut the phones off and all of that. And in order for us to do that on a Saturday, that whole week we prepared. And that whole week I was thinking to myself, boy, it'd be easier to stay home and get the yard clean. It'd be easier to stay home and go through the boys' clothes. It would be easier to stay home and do X, Y, and Z. But we talked about it as a family and like, nope, we really want to go up north for the day. Um, and so I said, okay, if we're going to go up north for the day, we talked about it as a family. We said, we have to get these things done. See, as God's example, he said we can work for six days. So when we're working in those six days, work hard. Get it all done. Make a list of what you want to get done in those six days. And then I would suggest as you're planning this, cut it in half and put half of it in next week. <laughs> right? And then as you're preparing for this, you're going to go, oh my word, a 24-hour period of time. Process what that looks like. I think a lot of times when we read through Old Testament scripture, oftentimes we get like, boy, those Pharisees and Sadducees, they're really picky. You know, this was work and this was not work. This is work, this is not work. And I think sometimes as we're learning how to observe a Sabbath, we need to get really picky. And what might be Sabbath for my family might not look like Sabbath for your family. And so in our family, we had this conversation. We're driving up to the woods, and um, Jeff and I were talking like, well, is this striving, is this, do is this doing, or is this being? 
Now, we're he was preparing to hunt and all that good stuff for next week. And I said, but we don't need the meat in the freezer. We like the meat in the freezer, but we don't need the meat. And he really views this time as time for him and our kids to connect and to talk, not so much in the woods, but in the cabin. Um, and so we decided that it was permissible. Another activity that I would love to do where we do often at our house, as you've seen a lot of pictures, is um, cooking. Now, baking cookies on a Saturday afternoon feels to me like we would be connecting as a family. But if I bake those cookies, and then I turn around and grab the plastic baggies and start setting them up for a snack for my kids for their school lunches, that's where I draw the line. Now you're saying, but, but that would be more efficient, Amanda. The point of it is, is talk with each other. Talk with your family. What is a permissible activity on our Sabbath? What helps us connect as a family? Um, and it, this week, it might be that you just need to rest. You need to take a nap. You need to relax. But process what that participation looks like. Um, a couple other thoughts or ideas I have about Sabbath and... Um, I'm not going to make a lot of friends, especially if you're like under 22 in this room. Shut your phones off. Shut all of your devices off. I know in our house, and I'm just as guilty, I go from shutting my phone off to watching the TV to watching a movie to the kids playing a video game. But talk about that. Make sure that you know that that's what you're doing. However, I also have something for us as parents. The Sabbath is not a day to start coaching and parenting. So now I just made you all my friends again, right? There are plenty of days where we can make a point with our kids. But on the Sabbath, on the day where you're just work on connection, ask more questions and listen. Hey, who are your friends this year? What's your favorite class? And then just listen. Focus on being with your kids versus being their parent on that day. And trust me, this gets awkward because sometimes I don't think I'm cool enough to hang out with, right? Sometimes I don't want to be with myself. And so it's weird and awkward sometimes to say, God, I just want to be today. Keep practicing. Keep practicing. Guess what? God loves you more than he wants to use you. And so does your family, and so do your kids. It's going to feel weird at first, but keep doing it. Keep doing it. When you practice your schedule, when you um, are observing Sabbath in your home, then bring it in with you when you come here or when you leave. Part of observing our Sabbath is to talk about what God is doing in our lives. We did this on the way to the woods that day, that morning. We ask the question of our kids, what is God doing? What, what do you, where did you see God work this week in your life? Where did you see God this week? This is something we do a lot with our kids during vacation Bible school. So a lot of them are going to know the saying, like, what are your God sightings? Um, and so ask your kids those questions, and guess what we got? We got eye rolls. Are you kidding me, Mom? But get to a point where that's a habit, and they're used to talking about it. We have to get comfortable talking about what God is doing in our lives. Yeah.
maybe, maybe as we're observing our Sabbath, we're recognizing that there's other spiritual habits within our lives that we need to um, maybe focus on. And what I love about Sabbath is it helps draw some of all those spiritual habits together. It's a place where we can give. It's a place where we worship. And we can do that collectively as a community, and we also have to do that independently and individually as a, as a person. When I was a kid, um, I, I've told this story before, I came to know Jesus as my Savior when I was five. The church I grew up in did a really, really good job of teaching me how to pray, reading my Bible, and um, we had a really good mission-focused church. We had lots of missionaries that would come in and visit us and things like that. When I got to high school, I got to this point where, well, I'm a Christian because I go to church. And I read my Bible, so I'm a Christian. I wear the right t-shirt. I'm a Christian. Um, I kind of got it out of order. See, when we, Jesus makes us a Christian, we make that decision to become a Christian, and then we get to do all the things. And then we get to do all the things. We get wrapped up in what, what we do that makes us a Christian instead of remembering that I'm a Christian, therefore I go to worship. I'm a Christ follower, therefore I study the scripture. And I love Jesus and I see his compassion on others and I want to serve him in the same way that Jesus does. Our profession of faith is a lot like getting that driver's license. And two weeks later, we recognize that we need to do some car maintenance. We need to fill up our car, right? When we become a Christian, we get our driver's license, we get in the car, and we realize that Jesus is coming with us. And we have to do these, we get to do these habits, these, these daily car maintenance, this, this um, maintenance in our lives that help us, if we do them regularly and we do them often, we can prevent ourselves from ending up stranded in bear country. I know a lot of us feel exhausted a lot of time. And I know that many of you, I've had that conversation where we say there's not enough hours in the day. And there's a lot of demands on a lot of us. I know plenty of you that are taking care of aging parents. Not only that, you have adult children and you have grandkids. You have a lot of things on your plate. I encourage you today to plan for a Sabbath. Prepare for a Sabbath and to participate in it so that we don't end up stranded in bear country.